listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Friday, the 20th of August 2021. Later, a closer look at BHP because its shares have crumbled around 14% ever since its profit results announcement back on Tuesday. In addition to that news of its merger of its oil and gas assets with Woodside, a, uh, the collapse of its dual listing structure and of course its uh, entry into the potash market. So what's going on with the share price we'll find out in a few moments but first we'll start with hearing implant company cochlear which returned to profit this year on record revenues of 1.5 billion dollars for more i spoke with its ceo dig howard dig you've saw record sales revenue how would you describe your performance over the past year I think very, very pleasing. It's a very strong recovery from where we were in Q420 when we saw elective surgeries right around the world shut down. And then through the last year, we saw markets one by one opening up, some faster than others, uh, through to the end of the year where a number of countries, US, Japan, Korea, are performing well above of where they were pre-COVID um, and several other countries getting close to being back at pre-COVID levels, but very optimistic about the outlook for uh, future sales growth. Keen to know just a little bit more about where cochlear implants sit on the elective surgeries um, priority list during lockdowns, Mm. right? And how would you like to see governments and health authorities manage access to elective surgeries in general, right, as we learn to operate in a lockdown and um, and then a vaccinated COVID world? So, so, look, I think a few things. I mean, first, firstly, um, the healthcare system has to be targeted at the greatest health needs um, and the people with the most intensive needs. And so in COVID, with more people going into ICU, we've got to make sure our healthcare systems are equipped to deal with that. And you know, the consequence of that, which we're seeing here in New South Wales at the moment, is a reduction in elective surgery. Um, now, elective surgery does have different categories and different levels and as I said earlier children um, is seen as an effectively a child with hearing loss as a neurological emergency uh, their brain does need stimulation auditory stimulation and the faster that happens very clear evidence showing the better uh, the faster they get to normal speech and, uh, and hearing um, but other but in surgery and adults have said it can it certainly small delays don't have such a significant health impact. So it makes sense that it would get a slightly lower priority. Uh, but I think the important thing with elective surgery is while it's called elective, it's really elective in time. It's not elective in terms of can it be done or not. Um, and so if, whenever we delay elective surgery, there is a backlog that builds and that backlog needs to get worked through. And, and that's why health systems have adapted. They realise you can't stop elective surgery for too long or you end up with other health consequences. It's a a difficult trade-off, and I think most governments around the world have managed through this well. It's your 40th anniversary, or it's Cochlear's 40th anniversary. It's all, the company's all about technology. What are you working on now, and and what's the future in this space looking like? Yeah, look, I mean, our technology has been a core part of uh, who we've been for 40 years, and with Graham Clark's research before that. It's the start of the innovation that permeates our culture. And the reason we do this innovation, this technology, is so that we can help people hear better uh, and get to more people uh, and help them restore their hearing. So the, the, the future for us is continuing to do more of that. So providing products that give people even better hearing outcomes, products that are better connected into people's everyday lives, so 
now most recent generations, you can stream music or Netflix or phone calls from a smartphone directly to the implant system. Uh, so it just seamlessly integrates with, uh, with everyday life. Um, and it also now, in the most recent versions, is able, able to do hearing tests and performance measurement and send those tests back to your audiologist. Uh, so that they can remotely stay in touch with you and stay connected uh, with your hearing performance and provide um, any care that is needed. So I think that connectivity, the enabling of remote healthcare and really improving hearing outcomes so that people um, can live their lives. That, you know, people want to get their hearing back or have their child here so that they can live normal lives and be part of the community and society and part of friends and family. Um, that's what they want and our products have got to be helping people do that as seamlessly as possible and that's that's how we invest to uh, now innovation. Cochlear CEO there, Dig Howard. To the Australian share market now, uh, Cochlear shares actually was the worst performer on the 200 down around 7%, but the overall market finished relatively flat. The 200 down 0.1%, 7,460. Should mention that the outlook is what investors didn't like when it comes to Cochlear. For more on the day's market action, including BHP's moves, I spoke earlier with Omkar Joshi from Opal Capital Management. Omkar, what's driving the market today? generally seeing a fairly risk-off move today and that we are seeing a rotation into some of the more defensive names, some of the more US dollar earning names as well, and generally a sell-off in some of the cyclical and more commodity names today. A few more profits out today. Which ones have you been keeping an eye on? Yes, yeah, so I guess Sydney Airports and Cochlear are probably the two larger ones today to be looking at in Ingham's Chicken as well. Um, look, Sydney Airports, the result is largely irrelevant at the moment. It is all about what happens with the bid. I mean, Cochlear, we've seen, you know, they are still struggling to get surgeries back, especially in emerging markets. Um, and so, you know, guidance has been a little bit weaker than what the market was expecting and hence the shares are weaker. And then Ingham's Chicken has come out with a reasonably good result as well. So, yeah, they're probably the main ones today. And what about trends? What are you seeing this profit reporting season? I guess the key trend is that there isn't a whole lot of outlook commentary from the companies. I mean, some companies are giving guidance, but it's very limited. Um, and that's that's definitely a you know, change from some of the you know, reporting seasons of the past. That is obviously because of the lockdowns that we're in at the moment. And so, you know, we're not seeing a lot of outlook commentary. The commentary we are seeing is fairly muted, just given that the impacts over the last six to eight weeks in some of these businesses. And so that's very much a trend. The actual results for FY21 have been reasonably strong. And so, that, yeah, the results have been good, but it's more about what's next in the outlook. And at the moment, that is very uncertain. Can we spend a bit of time talking about what I think is the news story of the week, and that's BHP, because it saw some impressive results, a record dividend, multiple announcements of its, uh, I guess, petroleum merger with Woodside and the collapse of its dual listing structure. We saw all of that, but its share price has been smashed ever since that announcement on Tuesday. So what's behind it? Yeah, so the main driver of the share price, I mean, there's two things. The first of it was the collapsing of the deal listed structure. And the reason for that is, yeah, there's, there's always been a, a roughly about a 15 to 20% spread between what the shares in the UK trade at and what they trade in Australia. And the reason for that, the Australian shares generally trade at a premium to the UK, and that's because there's the benefit of the franking credits for investors. And that's basically a legacy thing from the time of the merger from BHP and Billiton. So, um, so that, that's basically the structure has been collapsed now. And that basically means if you own a share in the UK, it's the same as owning a share in Australia now. 
which means if you own shares in the UK, they actually went up on the day of the result because it was a good result. And frankly, there was dividends to come through as well. So all quite positive from that perspective. But then we see an offsetting sell-off in the Australian line of the stock as well. And that's really because that spread's coming in. So to give you some context, that spread's sitting around 6 7 8% now, as opposed to about 20% where it was sitting before the actual result. So quite a big change there, but it does mean the Australian stock has come under pressure while the UK stock has actually done well, relatively speaking. Now, the other piece has really been the iron ore price. I mean, that's been falling for the last month or so. It has fallen 20 30% in the last few weeks, and that hasn't really impacted the share price. I mean, post the result, once the news came out, that's really when the sell-off has taken hold, both in BHP, but we've also seen in some of the other names like Rio Tinto as well, and even Fortescue and Mineral Resources. So, you know, the, the combination of those two things has really been um, quite an ugly week for BHP this week. I'm Joshi there from Opal Capital Management. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.